Welcome in, and thanks for joining us for the latest edition of the Delaware Biblecast, a podcast ministry from Delaware Bible Church. I'm Brad Harris. I serve as pastor of administration and outreach here at Delaware Bible Church. And joining me today for today's podcast is our elder chairman here at Delaware Bible Church, and that is Randy Moore. Randy, thanks for joining us today. You're welcome. Randy, as we jump in here, uh, we just want to get to know a little bit more about you, about your family, and uh, just kind of continue to learn more about our elders and our leaders here at Delaware Bible Church. So as we begin, if you wouldn't mind, please tell us a little bit about your family and what led you here to Delaware Bible Church. Well, um, I'm married uh, to Jody, uh, be 30 years uh, in November. And uh, have two daughters, uh, Brianna, uh, who's 23, and Megan, who is uh, 21. Uh, Brianna is a nurse. She's been married for about a year. Um, and Megan is a senior, or going to be a senior, in, in Cedarville to be a high school English teacher. Uh, we live in Powell. Um, we're originally from Indiana and um, moved here about 19 years ago. Uh, so we've been around. Uh, and Jody and I uh, homeschooled our, uh, both of them uh, until uh, Brianna got to be uh, maybe a, a freshman or a sophomore, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, she was interested in going to school. Um, so at the, the time, we were, we were kind of shopping around for a church, and uh, we had visited uh, DBC, and... Um, We'd uh, been going to another church for a little bit, and uh, so uh, when she started doing that, we looked around and, and decided that uh, she would start taking some classes at uh, Delaware Christian, and um, she liked it, and that went well, and uh, so she wanted to go full-time, and we figured if um, she wanted to, uh, she was going to be involved at the school here, that we, we'd come here, and, and at that time, that was when I think Pastor Scott was just kind of getting started, mm-hmm. so we were kind of going back and forth at different churches, kind of waiting to see uh, how the leadership would shake out here and all that. So, yeah, I remember when I was uh, coming on, you guys I think had recently become members, and I remember even in the questioning process, you were asking a few questions there, and I said, hmm, "I wonder who that guy is." So, <laughs> so what brought you guys then from Indiana to Ohio? Uh, that was my job, uh, so I. I'm a uh, physical therapist by trade, uh, been a physical therapist for about 25 years and about 20 of that, I've done more administrative type things, um, still practicing clinically a little bit, but, uh, came here to open up a clinic, um, that, uh, ended up, uh, kind of folding, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, uh, pretty quickly after about six months, uh, the, the, um, owners, decided to uh, call it quits. So I was kind of up in the air, uh, scrounged around to find a clinical job and then uh, end up taking a position uh, at Memorial Hospital in Marysville, Ohio, um, doing similar thing that I was doing for a hospital back in Indiana uh, and have been there ever since. So you serve currently as our elder chairman, which uh, is a little bit different than the other elder roles that we have here within our church. And if you wouldn't mind, share with us how you're serving the church in this role and what's different about this than the normal elder roles that we would have for guys. Um, 
so uh, some of the extra uh, things that I do, just uh, basically one of them is uh, just a meeting with uh, Pastor Scott once a month uh, to review and prep the agenda for the elder meeting uh, each month, um, conducting the, the meetings at the elder uh, meetings, uh, conducting them so that they're formal and... and keeping us all in line. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> keeping them timely and those type of things, making sure we do what we need to do to make them formal um, as we need to. Uh, and then uh, running, uh, if we have to do a, a congregational vote on something, uh, making that formal, just kind of running that process so that uh, it's done correctly. Um, and then occasionally, if there's something that needs to be signed, there's a cases that uh, sometimes for financial uh, documents or whatever, I might need to sign. Yeah, and so for the folks that are listening in that may not know about that, we have to have certain representatives sign paperwork, like, for example, when we switch banks or certain things. And so that's normally done by the elder chairman as the representative of the congregation, Pastor Scott as the representative of the staff, and then the business manager, who's the representation of the, the business and the operations for the church. So uh, generally, if something like that were to come up, Randy would be uh, in charge of doing that or whoever the elder chairman is at the time. As well, Randy's got the other normal elder responsibilities of our monthly meetings, um, just calling and shepherding folks within the church, being a part of a small group, and and generally serving here at the church. So, Randy, I know that you're involved in some other ministries as well here, uh, leading some of those. What other ministries are you? And I know you and Jody serve together in some of those. So what ministries are you both involved in? Uh, primarily be the connections team. So uh, organizing that, getting the schedules, uh, making sure that uh, people are trained in that and um, that we have somebody to cover uh, greeting people when they come in, um, answering questions that anybody who's new may have or just a, a regular attendee, uh, that something that comes up if they're looking for direction on where something is or, um, you know, where do they take their kids this, this Sunday or, mm -hmm. or something like that. So uh, that's primarily what we're most involved in. Can you share with us, uh, we talked a lot about church stuff there and some work stuff, what are some things that Randy just enjoys doing for fun? Well, um, I've always uh, loved endurance sports, so uh, running and biking. Uh, I've done a lot of triathlon, uh, still do um, that type of thing. I love to kind of challenge myself physically like that. Uh, I golf, um, love to bass fish, mm. um, and, and primarily... Uh, you know, I just love to learn. So I'm always reading a book or I listen to a lot of audio books. Uh, gives me, I kind of say that, uh, that running and biking gives me something to do while I'm listening to a book mm -hmm. or learning. I've went the audio book route recently and it, you find so much more that you can do in that quiet time mm -hmm. there. So mm -hmm. I'm with you on that. That's one thing I love about these podcasts is I learned things about people I didn't know. I didn't know you were into, into fishing like that, but mm -hmm. I know that you've done a lot of Ironman's triathlons. Mm -hmm. How many of those have you done? Well, I've actually only done one full-length one. Okay. Uh, that was uh, uh, several years ago, but I've done a lot of half Ironman's. I would say probably seven or eight mm -hmm. of those, uh, maybe more, and then some uh, what they call Olympic distance ones, which is uh, a little bit shorter. Did you ever do any of the ones in Delaware, or did you hang it up before they came here? 
I did do the last one I did was the the one in Delaware is mm-hmm. uh, actually the one where a, a lady got killed. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Yeah, so um, that was the last one I've done. Mm-hmm. Can you share with us your testimony of how you came to know Christ as your Lord and Savior? Sure. Um, I, I um, when I was I assume like eight eight to ten years old, uh, I went to a va- vacation Bible school down the street. We had lived in the country, and uh, there's probably 13 people lived on my road, and one of the ladies uh, had a vacation Bible school. So I, uh, I remember uh, distinctly sitting on the little red blanket, eating my juice mm-hmm. and cookies, and uh, stuff. asking, uh, asking uh, Jesus into my heart. And uh, I kind of wrestled with that over the years, thinking, you know, did I really know what I was doing at the time? Uh, but when I look back with, on it, it had to be uh, a, a true... Um, you know, profession, profession, because um, I didn't grow up in a Christian family. You know, I, I didn't see somebody read the Bible in my in my family ever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we went to church here and there, that type of thing, but not no strong Christian upbringing. Uh, we were taught Christian values, but it, I wouldn't have known it was Christian. You know what I mean? Um, so, uh, you know, I I lived a pretty Secular life uh, until I, in about until about 1992. So looking back, there you know there was always a strong moral co- uh, conscious that mm-hmm. just kind of kept me in line, and that had to be the Holy Spirit uh, guy helping me through that. You know, I certainly was a sinner and and made mistakes, but um, always knew when something wasn't right, mm-hmm. what I shouldn't be doing, and and uh, so and then 92, um, you know, uh, I actually. Uh, had a patient that was a pastor, a youth pastor, um, and uh, he was he was uh, struggling one day on the treadmill. He was there for knee a knee problem, and he was uh, a very large young man, um, and he just was struggling. So I sat him down, took his blood pressure; it was through the roof, um, and I just you almost to the point where you call the squad. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, for some reason, started asking him a little bit about, you know, hey, what's going on? You know, what? And uh, so he was uh, he was in his job a little less than a year, and it was a conservative small church, and he was trying to bring in. Uh, you'll probably laugh about this, but uh, more modern music. Oh, and it and it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't going well uh, for him, so he was pretty stressed out. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, he invited me to a Bible study. It was the first one I ever went to with an, it was another guy. We covered James, um, and it was amazing to me at that time. You know that wow, there's a lot more to the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, let's kind of make a long story short. Um, he uh, directed us to a church. Uh, Jody and I uh, joined. Uh, we started getting plugged in and, and learned a lot. And then we moved back to Indiana, and, and just that's kind of where we started really uh, walking with the Lord and learning and growing as Christians. So where did you, what state did you meet that guy at? This was in Kentucky. Okay. Yeah. So you were in Kentucky and then you came to Christ in Indiana, right? Yeah. Okay. So you kind of been Indiana, Kentucky, Ohio. Yeah. The whole yeah, way through. yeah. Okay. Anywhere else you've lived fun like that? Uh, No, that's it. Those three. Yeah. Okay. So through that time then, who have been some of the major significant spiritual mentors, people in your life that have left a big impact, and what were some of the things that they did to leave that impact? Um, 
you know, for me, I never really had uh, a real close, long-standing relationship with anyone that um, was a, lo- a long period of time. We had people like that pastor I was telling you about mm-hmm. that kind of direct you uh, and guide you here and there um, until uh, probably here. Uh, it, and uh, I would say probably the biggest spiritual mentor I had was uh, Lane Shirley. Mm-hmm. And uh, he impacted me uh, greatly. Um, just, uh, you know, I was growing, I was reading the Bible, I was trying to learn and grow and do these things, but what to just see someone like him and, and not just him, but there's a lot of very strong Christians in this, uh, church, uh, and seeing where they're at and where I was at. And I just saw that gap and I'm like, I've got a lot, Mm -hmm. (laughs) a long way to go. And, uh, you know, really kind of starting out at 40, uh, really, uh, to, um, really get at it. I just felt like I had a lot of ground to, to make up, but, uh, his boldness, mm-hmm. his knowledge. Uh, and then I would say, um, you know, John MacArthur from a distance, mm-hmm. uh, it, it was, so when you start learning that, Hey, uh, not every Christian's, uh, got great theology yeah. <laughs> and you start becoming more discerning. Uh, it was comforting to me to have someone that I felt like I could listen to on, uh, um, you know, scripture and be able to trust what they were teaching was correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you don't know a lot, it's, it's good to be able to have comfort that, Hey, if, if he's kind of giving you his opinion on something, he always will tell you. Uh, so I listened to a lot of him and, and so he's, he's helped out a lot. But, he's, he set the standard for churches like ours. That's for sure. Yeah. But really, I mean, I just, I don't want to miss this, that there are so many, the, the elder men, mm-hmm. uh, the, the people at this church that, you know, just observing and in the, the motivation of seeing strong, uh, well, uh, read and, and just godly men and women. Um, I, I learned from that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and they're all somewhat of a mentor to yeah. me, you know? And I think that's a, a big benefit of a multi-generational church like mm-hmm. ours is, I know Lane's been one of those guys in my life as well. And, you go over to his house. Hey, what have you been doing today? Well, he's been yeah. studying the Bible all day, <laughs> yeah. reading and studying. Uh, he would study. His son would joke with him, "You study more for your Sunday school class than I do for a sermon." <laughs> you know, <laughs> his son was a pastor. Um, but seeing that type of influence and well-lived Christian maturity, I'm the same way. I see guys like that, and I'm like, I want to be like that. I want to live like that. So, mm-hmm. thank you for sharing that. Do you have any favorite uh, Bible verses, a, a group of verses that are just really meaningful to you, or maybe some folks have a life verse, anything like that that you'd like to share? Mm-hmm. Well, one that's really stuck with me, you know, like when I was talking about just kind of in 92, uh, kind of turning a corner at that Bible study, um, one that stuck out with me uh, was uh, John 3.30, mm-hmm. uh, he must increase, I must decrease. It's my life first. And uh, it, it is just—I think it's profound. It's easy to remember, uh, and uh, it, that's how it all should happen, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it, anything you do, uh, it's not you. It's it's for Him and mm-hmm. it's for His glory, and and uh, just trying to live that way. And then I would say the other is uh, Matthew twenty-two, uh, thirty-six and thirty-seven. That really is what it all boils down to, you know, uh, teacher. What is the greatest commandment in the law, uh, you should live 
you, sh- you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And uh, if you do that, everything else falls into place. And it's, it's such a, uh, you know, it, it's a stretch for sinners, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, it, it's, it's what needs to happen. I think you just in a couple of verses described the whole sanctification process there. Mm-hmm. So uh, dovetailing alongside of that, as you've been reading and studying God's Word now, any highlights or any things that the Lord's really been teaching you recently through His Word, through experiences you've been going through, through His common grace? Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, just becoming an elder, um, you know, first you you, you got to have the, the qualifications, and one of them is the desire mm-hmm. uh, to to be an elder. But uh, so in a kind of a little bit longer uh, recency, but uh, becoming an elder has, has helped me grow tremendously, uh, um, and just the whole the whole process, you know. So like in Acts um, in twenty twenty eight, you know, pay careful attention to yourselves and to the flock. To all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, he which he ordained with his own blood. And, uh, you, you know, it's just to know that you're responsible uh, and, and that it just it just changes things. It's, it's mm-hmm. helped me grow tremendously. And then I guess, um, you know, recently just with my own study, just trying to um, remember that serving in whatever capacity, however small or demanding it is, is a gift, mm-hmm. uh, a gift to serve the Lord. And uh, you get busy, you don't have time for this, or whatever may come up and it, and it can stress you, but to, to remember that uh, it's a gift. It's a gift to serve with whatever capacity you're doing. Uh, and then I'd say, you know, finally that, uh, you know, in my own, you know, any kind of struggle with sin, uh, personally, uh, something that stuck out with me in one of my uh, personal studies was just uh, the Luke six uh, forty six and Lord, why you call me Lord, Lord, but not do what I say. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, if we truly believe uh, that that He is Lord and He's Lord of our lives and that He saved us from hell, you know, you know, why why are we not mm-hmm. doing what He says? Amen. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Last question for our podcast today. How can those be listening in, be praying for you and, and for your family? Um, uh, for, for me, uh, just to pray that I would be a man of the Lord, uh, that, that, that he would have me be for my family and for the church, uh, the husband, the father, the father-in-law, uh, the son, the brother, um, to lead as he would have me lead in the uh, you know, that my girls would continue walking with the Lord and, and growing in the Lord and uh, seek to teach their children the same. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, Randy, again, we thank you for joining us today. Thank you for uh, sharing more about yourself and your story and how the Lord's worked in it. Uh, it's been a blessing to hear, and I'm sure a blessing to all those who are listening in. After Randy shares here, we've just got a couple podcasts left. We're going to be interviewing Tom Carroll our long-term dean of students here at Delaware Christian School, as well as a former elder at Delaware Bible Church. And he's going to share more about his time working as dean of students and the blessings and the many trials and things that he's went through with that. And that will end up this podcast season. So thank you for listening in. Hope that you have a wonderful week. And we look forward to sharing with you again next week.